0: When the bells all ring and the horns all blow, and the couples we know are fondly kissing, will
1: I be with you? I think people generally would say that Netflix content is a little 100%, a little 0%. Yeah, I would falls
0: agree. Falls on that. either
1: side of the good or bad scale. There's yeah. no trend. The only trend is.
0: Might be a good show. It's a Spanish language
1: uh, series about politics or something, right? Uh, And uh, you know that is our curse and our blessing at the same time. Yeah, I because now you can get things shows that would have never have been made because no executive would have signed off on them, Mm -hmm. which sometimes means that it's something that's daring and that doesn't fit into, you know, one of the four quadrants is not immediately salable, sure, but yet is great. Firefly, had it come out today, yes. would be in its fifth season on Netflix.
0: Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Easy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that you get the good and the bad side of that. And I think a lot of it comes from, you know, Netflix just going, oh, what the hell? We got a lot of money. Right. Or we have a, a big loan. So let's just buy that. But they won't buy everything.
0: No, they, they are choosy to some degree, even though it doesn't always seem like they are.
1: Yeah. How so?
0: Well, like you said, they don't do everything. Um, I
1: thought you had direct insider knowledge.
0: No, I don't. Um, and they canceled the large majority of the Marvel shows, largely probably because Disney... It's political. Yeah. Disney is just, just going well, to have The point that stuff. I'm trying
1: to get to yeah. is that they do have standards, however low or loose they may be. Sure. They do have a, a bar they won't go beyond. Mm-hmm. And the bar, in this case is the 2018 film Holmes and Watson.
0: Okay. What makes you say that?
1: Deadline, uh, the magazine slash website, the Mm -hmm. website magazine reported recently that they discovered that Sony Pictures... Yes. Sony Pictures is just like, it's like an ongoing live action, real life, the producers.
0: Sure, yeah. (laughs) Isn't it? I can think of...
1: No other explanation. No. They can't... Oh, no, wait. No, we know that they're super incompetent. We read all their emails. Yes. They continue to... They persist. Nevertheless, Sony persists yeah. somehow. That's a t-shirt. <laughs> well, they tried to unload the brick that they were about to catch, Holmes and Watson, to Netflix. Oh, really? Holmes and Watson, up until, I think, just a few days ago, 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Now it is at 2%. And... <laughs> I don't even want to get involved to go look and see who gave it a apparently positive enough review review. to give a fresh. There shouldn't be a fresh rotten. There should be a stale. Stale should be right in the middle. But that would complicate their entire uh, algorithm. Uh, And so they uh, took it to Netflix and said, hey, you want a John C. Riley Will Ferrell comedy? Yeah. And apparently they do watch these things before they put them on. Or maybe the price just wasn't right. Okay. But they were like, uh, no, we're, we're good. We're going
0: to pass on that. We're
1: good. And so Sony <laughs> was forced to offload it. Um, I don't know. Something about the books, I guess, meant that they had to do it in December. Because why not just wait till January right. when nobody's paying attention?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah. And they did the usual thing. They didn't screen it for critics. And there was not very many ad buys. And it is, by all accounts, execrable.
0: Okay, great.
1: Yeah. But even Netflix could smell that one coming.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean... Did they? Do you think they ad libbed most of the film?
1: Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many s- just dumb, uh, not uh, j- just ill-advised, uh, barely d- falling under the definition of comedic, like sort of bits or setups. Yeah, that it has had to be. You've got to plan those out, right? I suppose. like. I assume in any Adam Sandler movie, which, by the way, Netflix. <laughs> You've got endless Adam, Adam Sandler movies. Right. And you wouldn't take this. Little That's Will Ferrell. People would, people would stream this. They would hate stream this or just like yeah, rubberneck this, right? That. Yeah, I could that. Yeah. So anyway, so it just dies in ignomious death uh, in the multiplexes. But, but the, the worst Adam Sandler movie is probably a lot of him. You don't think like David Spade learns lines, right? It's just right. him and his friends insulting each other. But then you've got to go to the pool and everybody pees and it's blue or whatever. So- Right. Uh, yeah, um, there's definitely like setups, you mm-hmm. know, for bits. But yeah, I mean, it's probably a lot of messing around.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, it certainly looked like it was a lot of messing around from the trailer, which, which looked awful. And like, you know, when you hear the the pitch of the movie, or you just hear, um, you know, Holmes and Watson, Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, you're like, oh, that could be good. And then you see the trailer, and you're like, oh no. No, 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 no. There's yeah. no way that's entertaining. So
1: yeah, and I know that he doesn't. Will Ferrell doesn't. He, I mean, he writes his material. I don't sure. think that he really is a screenwriter, though. But he's done previously. Remember they did that Lifetime movie, no. like a couple years ago. Ah, uh-huh. I think he was in it or involved. It was like just kind of like the funnier Die Mafia. They okay. released like a serious. Lifetime movie. Like, they were taking it seriously. Okay. There were probably parts that were sort of overacted and sort of ridiculous, but yeah. it was just like, you know, my son is a turtleophile or something. You know, just <laughs> something like that. Right. And everybody was like, is this, are you, e- like, this was, like, at the height of, you know, 2015, the height of uh, Bat Fight <laughs> and, you know, whatever. Like, is this funny? Like, I don't even know. Right. That uh, the spoils of Babylon kind of sprung out of, like, that that sort of thing. And so when I first heard about this, and I think this has been kicking around for a while, like mm-hmm. trying to do kind of a funny, because I've sure. read in a review that this movie feels like, wh- why now? Like the guy, Richie Sherlock, was so long ago, and it, yeah. this is kind of a send-up of this. Okay. It's kind of like doing a scary movie, like okay. year, 20 years after Scream.
0: Sure, yeah, okay.
1: So I, I don't know, like when I first heard about it, I thought, okay, maybe they're going to add like a, like a sort of darkly comic take on it, or maybe they'll do it kind of seriously, but Sharp. also proof-y. ridiculous. Yeah. Guy Ritchie's Robert Downey Jr.'s yeah. Sherlock Holmes. Right. That's what that is. Yes. Uh oh I'm naked. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's it's got funny parts in it. So, it does. Yeah. What is this for? It's for nothing. Yeah. Could have been a it could have been a mild payday for Netflix, but no go.
0: Yeah. Uh instead it's just a stain on both. <laughs> Sean C. Riley and stain, Will Ferrell's like career. Yeah.
1: Did you watch Passive Glory recently?
0: No. Why?
1: Because it, it, that's he says, you know, that th- their cowardice is a stain on France. And he's like, this this trial is a stain on France. Oh,
0: yeah. That's right. I did. Never yeah, mind.
1: Just wondered where that came from. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe anyway, that is where it came from. <laughs> <laughs> Bombs from 2018 to Gold Star all time classics from yes. 1957. We talk about everything on this show, the Just Enough Show podcast. I'm your host, Caliban, joined as always for the last time this year by my co-host.
0: Hi, I'm Mikon Hana. We did it. We did it.
1: Did you ever think it was gonna happen?
0: That this year would ever end? Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> it's we'll, been such
0: a long year.
1: Is it the sort of is it like learning a new word? Uh, oh, uh, discombobulate. And mm-hmm. then uh, tonight, uh, John C. Riley was discombobulated by the fact that his... Uh, I just heard that word. Right. He Start hearing it everywhere. Right. Now that we had the just horrible worst year ever 2016, is every year after 2016 just going to continue to go down be lower, horrible? lower, lower, be the worst? Uh,
0: it certainly looks that way. Um, and I, you know, politics is not helping that at all. not a political show. I know. I'm just saying, it's not helping. Um, yeah, um, it just—I I don't know. There's some good things that are happening entertainment-wise. They're not all like Sherlock and Holmes films. Um, I mean, like the
1: Sherlock and Holmes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I said that funny. Not all um, Will Ferrell, John C. Riley failures. So you know, there's some there's some gold and them their hills and uh, mm. you know. Um, I think some good things happened this year as well as some not-so-great things. So,
1: Well, I'm going to put that to the test. Okay. And I'm going to make you prove, show me your work, that All is, right. when we talk about some of our faves from this year. Yeah. And this isn't like the best, it'd be hard to just, you know, every year they try to break down the best of this and that. And it's yes. always, you know, you go to these, um, the AV club or, or whatever, and they always have like the 10 best but then They've got, and oh, these are pretty good too, it's yeah. Like, well, what I know, is it, right? Then? What's the best? Come it's on, like
0: these are runners up. I couldn't not include these, but yeah,
1: right. So, well, yeah, that's kind of what we're doing here. We're just going to talk about a collection, a gaggle, if you will, of some of the best stuff mm-hmm. from 2018. Um, maybe a little talk about some of the worst stuff, yeah. Uh, but we don't want to dwell on that too much, and no. then uh, looking forward to 2019 as well, yes, what we can expect, and that'll include. Movies and TV shows and comic books and video games and books and all the things that we uh, usually look at and talk about on this show. Yep. And we'll talk about a little news and what's happening at the end of the year as well. How you doing?
0: I'm I'm doing well, Cal. Um, looking forward to talking about the end of the year wrap up and uh, um some of our our faves. Um, uh, like I said, I think there are some good things that happened this year. Um, it wasn't all bad. So I mean. That's a good thing. Uh, how, about, how about you? How are you doing?
1: I just read that New York City yes. uh, PD, mm-hmm. the police department of NY, yeah, uh, as I like to call them, uh, is going to deploy a drone for the first time. Now, I just okay. would have assumed that NYPD already had a drone fleet. Yeah. But they're going to deploy their first drone you know, in an official capacity to be there at uh, Times Square when the ball drops. Um, Oh, tomorrow when we're recording this. Okay. So uh, so that's their first, and it seems innocuous. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, great, but I mean, you know, do we do we want this? We can't I, stop this.
0: I I don't I don't this know just like when happen. is it they're doing like just Autonomous filming for prosperity or it's just
1: going to be a thing, right? Yeah. When you think about you put your little Werner Verge hat on and think about the future and you just see like a it's like Neil Blomkamp movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> just robots walking around with guns, right? Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, so th- it's a publicity stunt slash they'll probably try out. It's got a whole full suite of, we'll try some facial recognition, we'll try some uh, gunshot detection, okay. we'll try, and you're doing it in like the most chaotic environment uh, possible. Yes. So it's just a stress test. You know, it's not going to, you're not going to stop any crimes or anything like that. But Okay. How, what's the over-under? How long is that going to live?
0: Doing drones like this? You got
1: a lot of people, with a lot of strong arms and a lot yeah. of liquor in them. yeah. That thing's going down, right?
0: Well, it's, it needs to stay at a certain altitude in order to stay going. I think. High is
1: not, th- this is a building full of high, or a city full of high buildings. Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah. I, I give know. that thing, uh, I'm going to say mm, 11, 12 p.m. is when <laughs> that thing's going down, Eastern okay. Time.
0: All right. That would be a shame. <laughs> um, you know, I've always uh, wanted to go to New York um, for to see the ball drop. That's kind of like on my bucket list. That's always been something that I've wanted to do.
1: I'm I'm getting nervous just just hearing you say that. Really? Just thinking about it.
0: Yeah, I know there's a lot of people there.
1: What and a it's... what a crush! What a total crush of humanity, <laughs> of drunk and and more people all in Times Square. You've been there for like six hours because you don't just like walk up. Yeah, that's very at true. At eleven thirty. Yeah, I know. You, there's no You can't leave. You're just standing there. It's like being at a concert for six plus hours.
0: Yeah, you're right.
1: And people do, do you just pee yourself? Like, what do you do?
0: I don't know. Because you're
1: drunk. You got to pee.
0: I'm sure they have outhouses around.
1: Outhouses. Yeah, just a little half moon on the door. (laughs) Like, what do you do?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. No,
1: you don't want to do it anymore. No, I didn't (laughs) say that. Now you're thinking about it.
0: (laughs) I, I feel like I've done like an outdoor concert for like six hours before. Um, I mean, and it was hot out, so it was not super comfortable. And they would come by and squirt you with water, so you would cool off. Okay. Yeah.
1: Well, they won't be doing that in New York. No,
0: because you won't need That to drone's cool going
1: to be real unpopular.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> Just freezing people. Yeah. Uh, and then Batman has to come and save everybody. Uh, let's <laughs> talk about the news. Well, there's not a lot of news to really talk about. Um, you know, most news is... Like we said before, top ten lists. Sure. So we'll get to our sort of best of list uh, in a little bit. Uh but the I want to talk about the box office that's going on right now. Sure. And it looks like Aquaman is still getting it done. Nice. You saw Aquaman. Yes. And uh we talked about it on a previous show. hmm. And we really enjoyed it. Yeah. And it was we're not really supposed great. to. I've heard a lot of people say it's really bad, but what are you
0: gonna do? Um I. I yeah. I, I really enjoyed it a lot, and I think we talked about how it kind of reminded me of uh, Valerian, except, like, better. Um, right. And, uh, you know, showed this really colorful, expansive world, but, you know, like, actually um, had characters really well immersed in it, and uh, there was a reason for meeting all the characters that we met, Um And it it wasn't just a colorful display. Like, it was actually a good story there, too.
1: A second review from Mikan Hana. That's right. (laughs) Going back (laughs) a week later. Well, uh, everybody, love it or hate it, uh, whether it's good or not, uh, people are seeing it. It has now crossed the $750 million mark internationally. Okay. Which puts it in, I believe, the top top ten films of the year. That's pretty cool. Maybe top five. Yeah, Yeah. It's made quite a lot of money. Yeah, do you think that this is a reflection of the variance in appetite of foreign markets from uh, as compared to America? Mm-hmm. And do you think that more American releases will continue to match what foreign audiences seem to want? And why didn't people go see Bumblebee?
0: Yeah, that's I, the real question. I, Answer my last question first. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why people didn't go see Bumblebee. It actually, like, I think you've said this before, that it it actually looks like it could be entertaining uh, for a Transformers film. Um, And it takes place in the 80s, which is just kind of fun. And that's when they originally came out. So um, there's that. Um, I do think that there's definitely a trend of American films um, being viewed more often, like, internationally. And I think, like, we've talked about this before on the show, like, there's definitely a push to, especially in Asian markets, have, like, a scene or two in, like, China or something like that uh, to get people more excited. Um, And uh, I I think we're just going to continue to see this trend. I think that, you know, we've talked about this before, too, that the box office is just – it's – Done, it's earned the most money this year, I think, than in any year previous, and I, I think we're going to see that upward trend continue.
1: Yeah, it's the, it's actually at a uh, all time uh, high or nearing one. Um, according to Variety, uh, global box office has hit or will hit um, forty two million. Or <laughs> whoa, mm, million dollars. <laughs> uh 42 billion dollars oh wow uh which is up uh, around 3 percent from last year and it's a 50 percent gain it is basically 50 percent higher than 2008 okay so in 10 years it is grown again by half
0: yeah i mean i think maybe we're seeing more countries um uh playing american films yeah. Or, or they're showing in more theaters internationally than they previously were.
1: Yeah, and what... Well, that's let's just... Um, joke's on you. No no real news. We're just going to kind of get into, I guess, uh, our subject and what we're talking about. But okay. that's the first thing that I wanted to call out as being um, the best sure. asterisk, asterisk of uh, 2018, but that's the movie business. The yeah. movie business has got it going on. It's and booming. after a decline uh, last year... That had everybody predicting doom and gloom uh, incorrectly. Maybe they're just trying to get ahead of the trend, but saying that streaming services were killing movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is not true. Right. Uh, movies are doing great and are only continuing uh, to do great. And, um, you know, the numbers that we already cited uh, f- there are four movies that uh, at this point, um, I guess we've got two days left. Big run on Aquaman this weekend. Sure. Um there we got two, uh, four movies that uh, grossed over a billion dollars: uh, Infinity War, Black Panther, Fallen Kingdom, and Credibles two. And Venom came up short of that, uh, but just short. With eight hundred fifty five million worldwide, um, F- Fallout was seven hundred ninety one uh, million dollars worldwide. Uh, Deadpool made seven and a half million dollars, or seven and a half million dollars, seven hundred fifty million dollars. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody made around seven hundred million dollars. Okay. So it's just. sure
0: It's a lot of movies.
1: 53 films finished uh, with over $100 million. That's
0: crazy. Yeah,
1: and $100 million used to be, that was pie in the sky, boffo B.O., an unbelievable amount of money, and now films are just making it, just bam, just $100 million. Um, Probably the most profitable film this year was Quiet Place uh, on a $17 million budget. It made about $340 million.
0: Okay. Yeah, that is uh, pretty astounding. So
1: it's not... It's still going. Yeah. Now, however, it's ma- the management side. However, it's going on the uh, on the theater side, on the theater chain side. I don't know, but it's basically right. at this point, maybe they are being strangled by the licensing and you know buying films to show in their multiplexes. They've got maybe something to work out on that end, but people are going to movies. Yes, and I was also looking at the numbers, and over fifty percent—I think around sixty percent—of the people going to films are eighteen to thirty-four. They are right in the demographic. Sure. So millennials are not giving up the theater for screens. They are still yeah. going to movies.
0: Yeah. And I think that that trend will continue. Um, you know, like you said, there there are more films that are coming out on Netflix. But there are quite a few films that, you know, you have to go see in the theater if you want to see them right away. And it's, you know, what you're talking about is that people are actually going to do that. They're not waiting until they come out on um, screening services. They're going out and showing their support for films as they come out.
1: Yeah. Uh, I should mention that Black Panther made um, $700 million of that was right here in the U.S. of A. Sure. So yeah. it is the... Highest-grossing movie of this year, and close. If you look at the numbers, they're always neck and neck, and people are always finding more money in the couch. But right, it is definitely top three like movies of all time. Yeah, uh, grossing. I can't believe that. So that would lead me to believe that it's gonna have to get something from the Oscars, right? I don't know if it's. I know. Totally deserved. I mean, it's definitely a great film, uh, but and also be weird for a movie that comes out in February. That apparently Marvel didn't even believe in. Right. uh, To uh, pull down Best Picture? Who knows? Yeah. So Best best Adapted Screenplay maybe? Yeah. Be the first one to win from a comic
0: book, would it? I would think so. Mm. I don't think there's been. Did Road anyone. to
1: Perdition win? Yeah, something else is probably won. Like a oh, yeah, from a maybe like novel. Road to
0: Perdition or something like yeah. that. Yeah, something I don't know my like
1: Oscar history like I used to.
0: That's like little known as a comic book.
1: But know? I got a life, so. <laughs> it's not That big of a deal. I sleep well. What about you? What's something that you really enjoyed from the year of 2018?
0: Um, well, my movie choice was actually um something we just saw last week, Aquaman. Really? Um, yeah. Um I chose it's not necessarily my absolute favorite from this year, but I just really felt like Jason Momoa's performance really shined and um he really you know, was incredibly charismatic and he carried that film well. And he made Aquaman cool. And I think Aquaman is kind of lame in a lot of ways. (sighs) You know, and it's not just the orange and green costume. He's just kind of, you know, like, we got to protect the sea. and We got to protect the ocean and all this stuff. And he's, you know... Oh, you don't like the ocean? No, I do. (laughs) But he's just very much, you know, in his own world. And he doesn't think about the land all the time. Now, in this version, he does because... They made him a little bit different, and they made him, you know, half land, half sea, or half ocean. Whatever. Surf and turf. Yeah, so you know, the the land mattered to him, and um, I just, you know, I felt like there were some good bad guys in this as well, like Orm and Black Manta. I thought both um, were good nemesises, and um, nemesis, nemesis, yeah.
1: If mystery fantasy yeah
0: um so yeah i just i really enjoyed the film um my
1: favorite patrick wilson movie
0: yes i would agree with that actually i
1: like i don't know if you can no that's like a miniseries the angels in america
0: oh yes um i thought patrick wilson did a good job in this as well um yeah and i mean i i really enjoyed avengers infinity war as well um and uh couple other films that happened this year
1: this is all your um, movie stuff you yeah go right through it i know okay keep um,
0: going. and um a- another one from early on this year that was pretty good was annihilation um
1: you're gonna have no movies left to talk about you got four more things i won't be I know. movies I, they won't be movies as, okay as no, long as you're comfortable with that they're not movies <laughs> please continue
0: um <laughs> i i thought ant-man 2 was okay i felt like it was better than the first one but it was not great
1: it's so different than other Marvel movies, and
0: yeah.
1: at the same time, it is absolutely a Marvel movie. There's right. family-friendly action and a little bit of humor and wisecracking and and crazy stuff. But mm-hmm. just there, there aren't. It's the closest thing to I think a Fantastic Four movie that Marvel has had so far, because it's just it's very light. It's about They're working science, as a team. and it's less like. You, you killed my mom oh I'll stab you and and it's, yeah it's more like oh i'm trying to run through this high school and i'm the size of a child right <laughs> it's like what right and then also it's like weird other universes and it's all science and
0: giant ants everywhere yeah
1: i felt like um paul rudd could have done a better michelle pfeiffer <laughs> i think he was trying to be respectful but he should have gone yeah, for it he should watch a lot of baker boys and just get this thing going
0: sure yeah
1: I also really enjoyed Annihilation, and if I was going to be sort of contrary <laughs> and not sure. pick a Marvel movie, yeah. which I'd probably have to, it might be um, my pick of the year. Sure. And it's not perfect.
0: No, it's not.
1: It's not perfect. Mm-mm. But for me, and for a, also for a filmmaker and a star who are theoretically good at what they do, and yet I've been kind of disappointed by a lot of their stuff, this... Also had slight disappointments to it, but showed me that they can they can do stuff. Mm -hmm. Natalie Portman is still an actress. Yes, Um, I know she's won an Oscar. (laughs) Yeah, but I yeah not a fan all the time. Uh, And Alex Garland still can really put a movie together Mm -hmm. and uh, take chances. And Alex Garland is the real Guillermo del Toro. I said it. Wow. Put that on a shirt.
0: What else has he directed?
1: Don't 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 quiz me.
0: Oh okay. Ex
1: Machina, right?
0: Oh, that's right. Which I yeah
1: thought all right mm-hmm. um it's on netflix now is it ex machina yeah well of course it is yeah why wouldn't it be yeah exactly you saw it when you were browsing i i did okay a lot of things are on netflix <laughs> yes uh ingo Barnable. uh yeah but anyway uh yeah so that's probably my pick okay what's I your pick that's
0: good for movies yeah i already said my pick for movies aquaman. Oh, that's for aquaman um don't tell becky <laughs> Oh, I have her listed later, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but not movies. Um, So for TV, for I actually have two Wait pic- a minute.
1: Is that what we're, is this w- how we're
0: doing it? I don't know. Uh, do you want to say more about film before we go on?
1: <laughs> uh, I, my my next- resolution is to be more organized in okay. 2019. All right. I thought I was organized. but Okay. Uh, yeah, if we're just going to break. So do you have five categories then? Because I said that we, at the start of this that we're doing five things
0: um i you have let,
1: why don't you let me guide it i appreciate I, I appreciate your enthusiasm okay <laughs> uh so be, be ready to jump in why, right. why don't you let me guide it okay uh let's talk about my second thing for this year uh tv is still on <laughs> yeah uh, i yeah, think it is. that uh, we are definitely in the um, fool's gold or the pyrite age of tv where okay. everything's great The Fat Springfield era. Uh But there are still great things on TV. And I'd have to hold up a show uh, called The Good Place as something that is emblematic of good. Not enough people watch it or know about it somehow. Mm -hmm. It's not even a real TV show, quote unquote, because it sort of doesn't get a full order of episodes. It kind of lives continually on the bubble. Like that is quote-unquote, good TV now, mm-hmm. there will always be a Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad? No. Um, Better big, Call Saul? Breaking Nerd Bang Theory. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah. Breaking Bad. I keep saying Breaking Bad. Big Bang Deadpool. Theory. Deadpool. Uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Uh, th- there will always be that. There will always be an NCIS or whatever, but it's like the good stuff, the fireflies, if you will, mm-hmm. have found this liminal space that they can live in and still sort of exist. And thanks to the promise of the internet and the digital super information highway coming yes. true, these things can find an audience. And if they don't cost a lot, and they don't because it's just five people in a room, they can keep going. And mm-hmm. then in the... Me- so you, Okay, great. So a little, couple laughs. No, in the meantime... Michael Schur and his people, uh, his team of writers who must have just stacks of philosophy, book, philosophy books are putting on a clinic about morality yeah. at the same time delivering a sitcom that's very funny and at the same time a stealth like sci-fi show, basically. Like, yeah, it is, that's true. Yeah. And it's just, that is, that is when we talk about genre mashup, it's not like, what if the zombies had cowboy hats on or ah, whatever? <laughs> like, that's this is right under our nose. Yes. We don't even appreciate it.
0: Yeah. I also had The Good Place down. I'll as, as give of me my... your list of TV uh, things okay. that you've been waiting to give me. Okay. Uh, I have two TV things. Uh, one is The Good Place. I specifically decided to um, talk about or praise uh, Michael, played by Ted Danson. I just think he's fantastic. Um, he's a demon-turned-good. He generally wants to help the humans that are in his charge. Um, he's also completely fascinated with Earth and will get blown away by a Taco Bell slash Pizza Hut. He just thinks that's the greatest thing ever. He gets a gumball, but he forgets to chew it. And he's like, oh, I forgot to chew it. Um, and, you know, just the smallest things on Earth can really make his day.
1: Boy, if he'd ever seen an Arby's Sabaro, he would yeah, have. Yeah, I know, lost exactly.
0: It. So um, I just. I think he's fantastic um, and just a, a great character to uh, for The Good Place. Um, and my second TV pick is uh, The Expanse. Uh, just an awesome sci-fi show. I, I feel like the story in particular is very compelling and there's a lot of world building. It's very character driven by the story and you actually care about the characters and what happens to them. Um, and sometimes they make dumb or destructive decisions which just makes the show more interesting to watch
1: and often do
0: yeah um and and it just makes them more human um and fallible so i i just i think it's probably one of the best sci-fi shows out there um and i'm really glad that um it's in amazon prime who saved it, is it? Now. yeah yeah so the fourth season will be on amazon prime
1: jeff bezos did one good thing
0: yes in saved his, in the his life,
1: yeah. As you're shopping at the hellscape that is Whole Foods, just yes. keep thinking about the expanse. Yes. How no, it was all worth it. Uh, did you? Is that it? As all, all that's your that's my TV TV stuff. talk
0: um, stuffs.
1: Well, well, um, I mean,
0: I have a bad thing. That's a TV thing too. So I don't um, know if we want to get into that yet. Eh, hold on to it. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. 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 I guess I'd also. Okay. I mean, if you're just gonna have a list of TV things, um. I want to give praise to it's like posthumous praise to Daredevil season three. Sure. Uh, and of course the whole Netflix Marvel show mm-hmm. lineup that is um, on its way out. Yes. They will announce Punisher is canceled like two seconds after it's released this January whenever it is uh, on Netflix. Right. But, uh, yeah. And just the way that out of all the Netflix Marvel shows, it somehow managed to be at least entertaining if not super compelling, yeah, and how you know three seasons in for a company that couldn't get couldn't get Iron Fist through one season, yeah. or get Luke Cage through well two thirds of a season, uh, and so on and so forth, still managed to mine uh, stuff out of the character in the third season. Mm-hmm. Um, they aren't, of course, adapting perfectly or directly the comic books, but I feel like the best parts of the show always come from. What they've adapted from the books mm-hmm. and done it well. And of course, in the comic books, Daredevil, not Deadpool, yep. uh, has been through hell and back many times, but this is sort of the first time that they really explored that in the show. Yes. And they do a pretty good job of that. And of course, it does go off track, as all Netflix Marvel series must. Yeah. And their introduction of Bullseye grinds the show to a complete halt. Yeah, which and, is unfortunate, and it's all original stuff. It's all stuff that they are coming up with, not things they are adapting. And right. that's when they're at their weakest. <laughs> yes. But when they stick to the script, so to speak, uh, they turn out something great. And yeah, I'm I'm at sad to not see a fourth season of uh, of Daredevil.
0: No, I would agree with but you. They did on a that. pretty good job on the third one. Yeah, um, I guess I'd like to give a shout out to Last Kingdom as well. Uh, I just think it's an excellent TV show and. Uh, they, they do a great job every year um, and uh, it's a compelling story I know it's based off of books as well it's okay you think it's okay
1: I think that the first two seasons have been really great the third season is okay it's not as good as the first two it's not bad at all but mm-hmm. to me it definitely feels like and I don't know what I haven't read the books um, but I assume that the books take Utred on this journey from young man to it, old man hopefully yeah, or at least older man and I don't know if that's conducive for a show because we have to have, you know, young good-looking actor, right? Uh, and young good-looking romantic ladies. Sure. And you know, if we get old Uhtred, can we have that still? Is yeah. we, will he ever settle down? And yeah. I don't know if they're following what happens in the books, but killing off like most of his family kind of seems like they just want to have him be young guy running around, yeah, jumping in and out of cots. Yeah, it does and seem they, that way. If they're gonna do that, I think they should just pull the trigger. Okay. But they have been renewed for a fourth season. Okay. And you have to imagine that with a lot, but yet still a limited amount of material in the books, they have to kind of now, okay, we got a fourth season, let's start thinking about the end. And if they do that, then four or five, maybe six, fingers crossed, we can get kind of like Conan. Like there's a lot of Conan stories. He's a young guy running around He's an older guy. He's getting into political stuff. And then mm-hmm. there's uh, old Conan, King Conan. He's finally become king of a country. Sure. And there are three different types of stories. So I'm hoping that we get that. And if we get that, then I think that season three is just a waypoint on that journey. And it's just sort of like, uh, what about what if there's a crazy blonde hot topic witch yep. that eats up yeah. an entire season? But when you look back, you go, it well, wasn't that great. Right. But we needed something to place hold until we get to like the really... Political stuff later. Sure. You know, once Edward becomes king and all that. Yes. So I, th- I it, As long as that's where we're going, it's fine. Okay. But it's not as good as the first two. All right. That's my rant about Last, Last Kingdom. Kingdom. And if you're not watching it, <laughs> come on, people. You should really be watching it. Yeah. The real Viking show. Yes. Uh, ooh. It's <laughs> a take as cold as Niflheim. Yeah. Well, uh, I wanted to uh, point out uh, another thing that I really enjoyed about 2018. And that is the work of Yorgos Lanthimos. (laughs) He's been around for a while. This is the first time that you're going to hear this guy's name. Yeah, it's going to get to the point where he's getting to—I don't know if it's a household, but maybe a a man on the street. Yes, you could pick out somebody randomly. Yes, (laughs) that Emma Stone movie. We'll take it. Yeah, I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing Hmm. as far as continued um, enjoyable and uh, superlative output from him um, doing the Hollywood thing. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Mm-hmm. It's uh, He's going to get a real big victory lap at next year's uh, Oscars, and I think it's well-deserved. Yeah. Any creators for you from this year that really stood out?
0: Oh, boy. I mean, I guess um, the director of Black Panther. Uh, I can't remember his name right now off the top of my head. Um,
1: Am I supposed to just say it?
0: sure um
1: do you want the chance to to find it on your own
0: well I'm I'm looking it up right now (laughs) it's Ryan Coogler
1: um it's Ryan Coogler
0: Ryan Coogler um I I think he it just is a um he did I think he did a fantastic job um directing that and uh I think it really spoke to a wide audience uh and I think it has a lot to do with his direction um Let's see if there are anyone else that I really want to shout out from twenty eighteen. Um, I I don't know. Um
1: It's okay if you don't have anything specific that you I, can think I of. I
0: don't have anything specific that I can think of right now. Um I mean, I guess kind of overall the the cast of Infinity War, um just love seeing the marvel characters interact with each other and there were a lot of them in that film and i think that maybe it wasn't the best but overall i think they did a pretty decent job of giving people a little you know this is a little taste of um of captain america here's a little black widow for you um
1: so you're nominating like the 2018 marvel actor class i guess i am yes (laughs) creator of the year yeah. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I think that um if 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 it's not just performers we need to sneak the Russo brothers in there somewhere because Oh yes. That's true. They are true. the secret weapon of the Marvel universe. Not yes. so secret weapon. Um and they can and their touch extends to other stuff because as we saw Deadly Class pretty yes. satisfying. Yeah, it was. Um and they're just, you know, producing that. So yeah. they're working on this other what are they? are doing? There's some some other sci-fi film or something. I'm yeah, there's
0: really so something that's not Marvel related. Yeah, or no comic book related.
1: It takes place in like India or something. Yeah. <laughs> this no, <was> I remember <laughs> us
0: talking about it.
1: This is I'm trying to remember six months back now, but yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So they're they're busy. They're doing stuff. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. they're and they just are going to keep doing stuff.
0: Yeah, which is good. I like. I think they're uh, great creators yeah I really enjoy their work um they're very thorough I feel like
1: they're thorough yeah how so?
0: um they're just extensive i I feel like they think of a bunch of things that are are great details that are great touches that maybe some directors would just not think of or would just fall through the cracks i I think they have, create great character moments yeah um and uh uh, you know it just makes their films more compelling
1: yeah um that might also be down to uh, marcus and mcfeely as well sure um who you know are the uh, are the writers of yes. the movie um and have shown in all the marvel properties that they've worked on that i don't know their history creatively it would blow me away if they hadn't written at least a couple comic stories Mm -hmm. right yeah Uh, and you don't have to something else i wanted to call out too was um tom king who worked for the cia and now he writes batman (laughs) Uh. and uh and um you know mr miracle and he's doing a a really great job um i don't agree with all of his decisions creatively necessarily but he is definitely somebody who is creative um can create these situations that are Sort of anti-comics. It's not what you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Eating crudité with uh, <laughs> right with Orion. Yeah, uh, and that's pretty great. But yeah, but he's a guy who are he comes already knowing things. Mm-hmm. If you rope in C. Coates to do Black Panther, I'm not, you know, trying to like discredit his nerdum nerddum, but he definitely probably just you know grew up reading comics, mm-hmm. but didn't know everything. And they probably he writes something, and the editor goes. This is a great idea, but we have to switch it to this guy because, you know, this guy is dead or something. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, I think Marcus and McFeely just have it all in in their heads. heads, They know it. Like Abnett and Lanning with the the cosmic stuff on that side. Yeah. And so when they come and sit down, they go, what can we do that is the core of the character, but also is kind of a twist that's never really been done before Mm -hmm. and also fits Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson and everybody else.
0: Right. Yep. They're really good at what they do. Yeah, they are. Yep. I would
1: agree with that. Am I taking it?
0: I think you're taking it. Okay.
1: (laughs) Another thing that I, maybe this is uh, number four. Okay. (laughs) Another thing I wanted to uh, bring up was video games. Sure. Uh, This was a pretty good year for video games. It was a pretty um, big year for some major releases. Mm -hmm. I think that we have reached a point, and we're what, like five years in now on the life cycle of the PlayStation, PS4, and essentially the Xbox One as well, Mm -hmm. and this is like, this should be the sweet spot. And in a lot of ways it is, but I think that we are, or we need to create or, or, or break through some new paradigm. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to be VR a couple of years ago, and we're still waiting for that promise to kind of come true. Yeah, But uh, yeah, I'm not sure what it's going to be just yet, but this was a year of some really great releases, but they were all sequels or all traditional games, essentially. Sure. Uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, was a great game. Um, but it was, Assassin's Creed is nothing new. You know? Right. Um, I think my game of the year, and it was a tough choice, but I, and I've got problems with it, but I still, I think I have to go with it just because of just how well it's developed and everything that goes into it would be Red Dead 2. Sure. Um, but it's Red Dead 2. Yeah. And it's very much in the vein of the GTA open world games that we know. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man, great game. Yeah. Same thing. Uh, you know, it's open world, mission-based. And so I'm not really complaining. Uh, there's been a lot of retro games that have been uh, really big this year or mm-hmm. li- with a retro sensibility. We're still, we're, we're, we're waiting. This Maybe this is the um, Alexander weeping because there's no more worlds to conquer. You know, maybe there isn't any where else to go, but I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next couple of years, I think we'll see some new paradigm shift that takes us somewhere new. But we are definitely at the top of our game. Yeah at this point Mm -hmm. this is the first this is the first three-peat (laughs) three-peat for jordan okay this is where the middle of his career we're we're at flu game right now okay we'll get to the second three-peat later whatever that is Mm -hmm. for maybe we'll have to go through minor league baseball to get there Right. (laughs) but that's where we're at okay it's so good i'm wondering like Well, I mean, something's got to go wrong. Or like, how could it get better? Right. Will Cyberpunk 2077 push us forward or just hold us back? Right. Because to me, I'm excited for that game. But to me, it looks like what we're talking about. It looks very conventional. It looks like we've got this pattern of first or third person, you know, immersive action RPGs Mm -hmm. and we can put all the tinsel and glitter on it that we want, but it's still that. And What's the next thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything to add to that? (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't I, have to be video games I don't really
0: have anything to add to video games um
1: you had a good old time playing some video games this year
0: well uh yeah okay dragon's crown i don't know when that came out though
1: uh it came out a couple years ago but they did release the um dragon's crown pro uh, updated version this year
0: um that is a really fun game i really enjoy playing that um i play an elf uh, and I mostly do kicking. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but it, it's it's really fun. And I think we've gotten like uh, five or six of the seven talisman that we need to get. Or maybe it's like nine <laughs> talisman. But I think we're like two away or something yeah. like that to defeat the dragon. Um, but it's, yeah, it's really fun. Um, it's expansive. Um, sometimes you're like, oh, we have to fight this guy again. And it's really annoying. Um, but... You know, um you get quests, different quests, and you you go up in levels, which is good to It's really
1: all about the food though.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of eating. There's a lot of, there's an interactive eating part, which was kind of challenging for me at first. I think I've gotten a little bit better at it, but uh it's still you know, you have to put food in the pot, stir it, and then eat it yourself. So um yeah. Uh that was pretty fun. Uh we played Lego Marvel a little bit.
1: Yeah, if we, so, what what do you need? What would what would really hook you in? What would the world of video games have to provide for you to really really plant a flag there?
0: Um, I, I guess I mean just to have the controls be kind of easy, and <laughs> because that's a, my I think that's like my biggest challenge is just like knowing what to push when um and just good hand-eye coordination which i just don't really seem to have i like to mash buttons which is not usually very helpful um so yeah i i I think that needs to be easy and then like you know a compelling story would be my (laughs) the second thing
1: a lot of uh stories out there yeah to be had yeah
0: um video games yes this is true so um i also play a lot of sailor moon drops okay that's really you know
1: getting to know yeah all about mika yeah uh well uh d- did you have uh something something else you wanted to add
0: um i, I had i want
1: to rope it into video games i had two other things
0: that i wanted to talk about well pick one of them um for books i wanted to talk about uh leah on the offbeat which is by uh friend of the show, Becky Albertalli Um, it's her direct sequel to Simon versus the Homo sapiens Agenda. Um, even though know, her second book was still in that world, it wasn't exactly a sequel. It follows uh Leah Burke, who is Simon's best friend. Right. Um played by Um Catherine, what's her name in the movie? Yes. Uh Catherine what is her Langford. Langford. Uh in the film. Um and uh it's it's all about leah she's very sassy um but she kind of sometimes feels lonely within the friend group like she doesn't always feel like she fits in and it you know deals with a lot of teenage drama uh in general um leah kind of has a big secret that like only her mom knows at least at the beginning of the book that she's bisexual um she hasn't even told simon that who is gay himself um so it deals a lot with that and like she has as the story goes on she has a friend of hers that she thinks she actually kind of really likes um and that's kind of somewhat challenging for her to come to terms with um but it's just interesting to see the character develop more and um I think she's a very um interesting character and um she's very sassy and very much a teenager um so it uh i think it was a good read
1: great uh i guess for the sort of last uh, category here just something that you experienced or something just kind of wild off the cuff mm-hmm. um and <laughs> just out of nowhere but uh, one of my uh one of the most e- exciting uh experiences that i had sort of engaging with my fandom of something was uh, going to the uh, Downton Abbey exhibition.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> which
1: uh, I just happened to be near and decided to take a shot and go there and didn't know what to expect at all, uh, and was just really kind of blown away by getting to immerse myself in the you know particulars of. It's not like Michelle Dockery was like sh- shaking people's hands or anything like that. No. It's just uh, like props and sort of set pieces and costumes from the show, but. It also was just a lot of reading and background on the um on the show, which I have to say I was a huge fan of when it was on mm-hmm. and I kind of ashamedly forgot all about it. Yeah. After it wrapped up, you know, sure. in twenty fifteen or sixteen or whatever it was. Yeah. But as I was getting in, I was reading the character bios and then reading like about the world of the show and the the real life history things immediately oh that's right remember when cousin Isabel did that and like all the things started to come back to me like it had clearly like like Mary's old summer dresses yes. when the spring comes around you know like pulled the chest out and blew the dust away and it was all there wrapped in tissue paper ready yes. to intera- interact with again and just looking at like Even if you don't like Matthew Good, or just a particular plot line (laughs) that's going on, uh, first, uh, what's his name's in prison, then Anna's in prison, everybody's in prison. Yes. Uh, You have to just respect how much work went into it and how much work had to be done on the writing and the conceptual side when you go, let's set this at a certain time. Yes. Well, it's not. In the future, you can't just make stuff up. Like it has to fit, and the historical details have to make sense, and everybody has to act in a certain way, even if it seems distasteful. Uh, You can try to put a modern spin on it, like, well, Lady Rose dates a black guy because she doesn't care, but like that's kind of like a really weird thing and like a big deal. Yes, and so you have to have characters react that way, you know, Mm -hmm. whether or not they look like assholes. Right, and just yeah, I just was really. We got to see the bag that the contraceptives came in. <laughs> Come on. I know. I just it was amazing. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. I I would I... like that for I know that Abby's a phenomenon yes. and also has a ton of props so they can do this kind of thing, but I wish that more shows would do that.
0: That would be really you know, cool. I You get that yeah. for
1: Star Trek, Star Wars, that sort of thing, but yeah, yes. I mean, any old, I mean, not, maybe not Vampire Diaries. It's like, wow, look at this <laughs> top that, what's her name, more. Right. But anything that has a sort of, um, you know, uh, historical or, or setting and goes for a bunch of seasons, like, yeah, you should do something like that.
0: I agree. Um, it was it was very entertaining um, and it was really cool to see uh, costumes and, like, set pieces and everything. Like, they had the bells for the rooms. That was pretty cool. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was it was very immersive and um yeah, it was just a was really cool experience and I agree with you. I think it Marshall should do stuff like that. I think that'd be really fantastic.
1: Yeah. Well give me uh give me a best. Give a, me a B. A best? What's your uh what's your last thing you want to talk about?
0: Well, I actually was talking about the ex- exhibition was my last Oh
1: one. <laughs> okay.
0: So um let's see. Can I think of anything else? No, you don't have to do something different. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I just really enjoyed it. Um, and thought it was great, and was glad that I got to uh, experience it.
1: Yeah. Uh, what about? We don't want to focus on negativity, but can you think of like one thing that you really yes. didn't enjoy or were disappointed by in 2018? Y- yes.
0: Um, my my pick is uh the Netflix um. New version of uh, Lost in Space. Um, I just felt like, uh, I, and I'm going to stick, I'm going to say the writing in particular was not fantastic. Um, I, I felt like there was a lot of filler um, and the storylines didn't always make sense. And, you know, I kind of wish it was more character driven, but I don't really feel like it was. Yeah. I don't feel like you and this is no I I don't fault the actors themselves because I think they did a decent job. I I just don't think that the characters like you particularly care about them a lot and that you particularly care about what happens to them. And I think that's just comes down to not great writing. Uh Um, And. It's really too bad. Um we you know, we didn't finish watching it because it was not really that intriguing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I um I don't know. <laughs> I almost uh, yeah, it's something that I think I probably would have written off a long time ago, but I just don't I'm trying to judge we're, we're in a new land here a new territory when you look at something like star trek discovery season one which uh, i liked i had some problems with but overall liked it Mm -hmm. and an episode could be 50 minutes or it could be 35 minutes and we're talking about that's like two acts that's a whole nother two acts in a traditional tv standpoint and we're still at this point where we don't really know how to do this we we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And so if you're lost in space you go. Well we got to run for I don't know this long.
0: 10 episodes or so, but yeah. You know
1: that Penny won't get to the thing until now, so now what? Well, let's just write a scene that's just, you know, a bit of character fluff. Right. And there are shows like Breaking Bad that do that really well, uh, and Mad Men, uh, and there are shows that Lost in Space that don't know what they're doing. Yeah. And so <laughs> they they compensate by you know, turning on the schmaltz and it's like, oh, this is a, this is a family, this is an important moment. Right. But it doesn't ring true and so, yeah, I don't know. You just talked me out of finishing watching it. Oh, really? (laughs) Mine is TV as well.
0: Okay. (sighs) What is it?
1: This is the one thing, right? We get, we're not negative but we're going to be open and honest about one thing. Can we just get rid of the Orville already? (laughs) Like, if you like the Orville, great. Like, I'm glad you like it but, What you like is called Star Trek. Yeah. So why not give Star Trek a chance? I just mentioned Discovery. Yeah. Why not actually watch Star Trek? Yes. When I think about the Orville and I think about Seth MacFarlane, who I can't, Paramount is so litigious, why haven't they sued Fox?
0: That is a good question. They're just talking
1: about first contact and like they're they're just doing Star Trek. Yes. So maybe you can do that and it's not protected, but do you think Seth MacFarlane went to Paramount and went can I do a Star Trek show? And they're like, I don't think so. And he's like, all right, I'll go to Fox. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think that it's not, it's not that space shows can't handle more than one, can't handle uh, handle the division in the fan base. Mm -hmm. It's that fans are so crappy sometimes that they make a choice out of it. They go, you know, I'm a Sega guy, not a Nintendo guy. Right. And so people aren't watching Discovery because they're watching Orville. Orville. And if you just go, Oh, I love the Orville. It's you know, I want some dick jokes in my in my space shows or whatever. Right. I don't, but I can conceive of somebody wanting that. Mm-hmm. But then it's almost always followed up by, "Cause Discovery is crap. It's not real Star Trek." Yeah. Well, did you give it a chance? Yeah. Or did you just want your precious dick jokes? <laughs> Trust me, we got dick jokes in Discovery. Yeah, We're, we've got double the dick jokes. Yeah, if you know, know what I mean.
0: I do know what you mean.
1: So, and it's not going away. It's season two is starting soon. Yes, it's gonna stick around.
0: The last short track is on this coming week.
1: Well, I was talking about the Orville, but
0: yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah the Orville's not going away. Yeah, this is true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. I would agree with you. I mean, like, why? Why watch uh, a comedic ripoff when you can watch the real thing?
1: Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Okay. But it's not a comedic ripoff. Yeah. It, from what I understand, and I have not really even watched it because, you know, I'm complaining about it right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like there'll be, uh, you know, a dick joke or two, and then they're just going in and they're doing like a balls out, honest to God, like TNG. Like, we got to save these people on this planet. Yeah. And then somebody farts. And so it's just like. <sighs> people who are brave enough to criticize it say they say that they go like just do straight face trek yeah or do galaxy quest you know uh those kind of jokes by yeah. Grapthar's hammer or right. whatever <laughs> yeah it doesn't commit fully to either one
0: no no it doesn't
1: see how less cares or how um less yeah that's it less charismatic we sound when we're complaining
0: yeah i get it yeah. it's not as good as when we're talking about good stuff what
1: are you looking forward to in the new year
0: um, I am looking forward to the Marvel films that are coming out. <laughs> uh In particular, uh, Check I know. Received. Um, I, I'm still somewhat apprehensive about Captain Marvel, but I'm willing to give it a chance, and I hope it's really good. Um, I hope Brie Larson acts a little hard out, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, really gives it her all, and it gives us more than what we've seen in the trailers. Um. And I really hope that Infinity War Endgame lives up to the hype as well. Um, And they're probably going to do time travel. Hopefully it'll be good. uh, And it won't be, you know, weird or dumb or lame. Um, And I'm looking forward to seeing those characters again. And hopefully they'll bring back the characters that, you know, disintegrated into dust. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah um what are you looking forward to in 2019 i
1: guess i'm looking forward to all of that as well mm-hmm. um as i've said before i'm no longer worried about being worried <laughs> Okay, captain marvel i think kay. it'll be it'll be fine yeah um well, now i'm a little worried that it'll just be a stop on the way to Endgame.
0: oh i you can know see i that. hope that
1: it it better start its own sort of franchise, right? Yes, like it better have us begging for a
0: Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel two. One, a soldier. Yeah.
1: Um, but I, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Um, oh boy, that's a good question. Uh, wasn't totally battle
0: angel Alita ready for
1: that? Que- oh, thank you, thank you for prompting me.
0: <laughs> battle
1: all battle angel Alita all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: There's no way it can be good. <laughs> there isn't any way. Is the there? The
0: second trailer looks way better than the first one.
1: Two guys who couldn't find a fastball uh, in a in a uh, major league ballpark. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. Uh, adapting uh, a white a whitewashing ad- adaptation yeah. of a Japanese manga mm-hmm. uh, that features uh, <laughs> that features uh, full contact death uh, roller derby. Yes how, how? Yeah. and jennifer connelly's in it like how yeah, i know how could this be any good i know and yet a huge face weird eyes
0: yes how could it be any good i don't know
1: and yet i watch the trailers and it's like this is gonna be good
0: i know i can't wait i know this is
1: gonna be really good
0: you're really excited about my it. my
1: year will be over after february 14th <laughs> valentine's day so early hit that deadpool slot yeah so yeah i'm really looking forward to that
0: yeah yeah Hopefully it'll be good.
1: Fingers, fingers crossed.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: (sighs) Well, we did it. Yes. All right, let's. You hold it down. Okay. I'll stab.
0: Okay. (laughs) Goodbye, 2018. (laughs) You were such a long year.
1: Well, there we go. What a year. Yeah. Uh, but what a year to come. Yes. Hopefully it's only going to get better and hopefully we are only going to get better as we continue doing this thing mm-hmm. that we're still doing. Yes. Um, for some reason. <laughs> but the reason is, is that uh, we love doing it. And thank you to the listeners for listening to us blab about this kind of stuff mm-hmm. because somebody's got to do it. Right. And it's good. It feels good to get it out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What do people, oh, they just complain to each other.
0: Yeah, <laughs> See, I guess.
1: I actually complain to people less. I guess I'm complaining. I'm just amping the volume up by doing it <laughs> on a podcast. But I'm totally very personable and nice yes. in, real, in, in, in person. And then I'll save my crazy rants about Robert Rodriguez or whatever <laughs> for the mic. Right. But no, just love doing this. Love doing it with you. And hope, hopefully we continue to go for a long time.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping so too. Uh, I really enjoy doing this as well. Um, and you make it fun.
1: As long as I keep doing those Marvel movies. Some, <laughs> yeah. No one, nobody's talking about them. Somebody's got to talk about them.
0: Yeah, I know, right? So we're going to do it.
1: Yeah. We'll step up and be the first people to just talk about these Marvel movies. It <laughs> just seems like a missed opportunity. It does. We'll do it. And maybe some DC movies too.
0: Okay. Who knows? Yeah, that sounds good.
1: <laughs> Boy. Uh, that's what, something else I'm looking forward to is, you know, where's the DC movie universe going? I guess I'm oh, looking forward Shazam. to Shazam. Yeah, yeah, I guess I really am. And yeah. um,
0: it looks good. Who
1: knows what else? All the many things that have been announced, but God knows if they'll ever get together. But they have finally tapped into something uh, that's yeah. that's working out. So it's,
0: their movies have gotten better. so yeah. that's that's a good thing.
1: And it has nothing to do at all with Zack Snyder stepping down as the sort of head creative force. No,
0: <laughs> I, I don't think it does. But at the same, yeah, yeah. It's kind of troublesome
1: Yeah, well anyway uh, <laughs> So whatever happens in 2019 we'll be there to talk about it and you wouldn't want to miss out on a single moment of that. So subscribe to us on our social media networks if you haven't already, like Facebook and Google we're there. join us in the discussion because we want to talk about this stuff. Also, if you haven't yet, if you're not getting our show through one of your podcatching services, uh, I don't know how you're doing it. I commend you. <laughs> Maybe you are just got it open in a browser or on YouTube, and that's fine as well. But on any of those platforms or services, subscribe to us. That way you know right away when a show is available. Not just this show, also shows from enterprising individuals, our Star Trek discussion podcast. And in 2019, Craft of Services will be coming back with a new round of shows, talking about all kinds of exciting Movies, movies that weren't exciting at the time, but over the years have developed an exciting following. And so we'll be talking about all those things. You can get all those shows through those services when you subscribe. Also, the next step from subscribing is to give us a review, Mm -hmm. because that is how we know what you think of us. And we hope that we're doing a good job. Tell us if we are by leaving us a review. And most importantly, and this is just for the robots, our overlords need this information. It's all they require, a rating. Give us a high rating. That way, we move up in the ranks. We can reach new people and new frontiers to explore. Yes. And Seth MacFarlane is leading the way. Oh boy. <laughs> but hopefully not. No. Uh, so, so, uh, give us five. Paul Rudd's doing his best. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> what would that look like? Oh my
0: God. I don't. I don't know. He's got the
1: the backless uh, velvet <laughs> dress on from uh. Baker Boys. <laughs> he's on top of a piano you can already see it yeah can't you yeah i can does Got Michelle a long wig <laughs> <leg. laughs> yes does she have a definitive line does she have a i'll from be the, back from the ant-man movie no just from or her, just her, in her general story. yeah she's been doing this for a long time oh geez does she scream something in know. uh scarface or, or something
0: or like Batman. Um, oh yeah, Meow or something
1: yeah. like that. Paul Rudd in a vinyl cat suit. Yeah, there you go. Maybe uh, Paul Rudd in the uh, Coolio uh, Gangster's Paradise video comes in, flips the chair around, sits down, right, looking real intense. Yeah.
0: There Somebody can
1: After Effects that. No problem. <laughs> well, I'll get to work on that. I guess that's my job. But In the meantime, give us five stars because we'd appreciate it. And that's it. We'll be back next year. Get ready yep. for those jokes. Right. See you next year. Uh, talking about something else, talking about everything. And until then, we're signing off. I'm your host, Caliban. I'm
0: your co-host, Mika Hanna.
1: Keep the Geek Fires burning, and happy new year.